Hey, what's up, everybody? It is your girl, your friend, your girlfriend, Ida Rodriguez. And this is yet another episode of Truth Serum with Ida Rodriguez. And uh, Jake is in the house. What's up, Jake? Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? Are you waving, Jake? Did you let him know? I am. Hello. Hi. Yeah, no, I'm not wearing that waist trainer. My liver started hurting. Oh, did it? Yeah, that looked dangerous. It is. My breathing pattern started changing. Um, I've just been working out and eating clean and... Just trying to be healthy. That's probably a better choice mm-hmm. than something artificial wrapped around you. Yeah, it is. And, you know, I, I think I got enough so that I can write some good jokes. Because <laughs> it's really what everything is about for oh, me. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> and, and if you can get a joke, it doesn't matter how much pain it brings. You know? <laughs> Usually my jokes come from pain. Uh-huh. And they, I don't tell jokes. Actually, I just tell my business people that come see me. Um, I, um, I, I There's so much going on right now. You know, everything like from the superficial world to like all of the social issues going on in the world. And I want to like talk about everything. But I just uh, was looking at an article in the Baltimore Sun where they called the charges um, against the police officers in the Freddie Gray incident incompetent. Um, They said Marilyn Mosby, um, she rushed to appease the rioters and uh, didn't do her due diligence. And now they're saying that these charges are incompetent. But um, I think they definitely were just to appease people. Say, hey, look, we're not going to have the same type of situation here where we've had before right. where there's no charges. We're going to get charges as quick as we possibly can. Anytime you have to speed something like that up just to appease people, it probably isn't going to be as good as it should be. Right. Well, you know, and the other thing is, like, uh, when it comes to, to Maryland, I, I do always refer back to um, especially Baltimore, The Wire, mm-hmm. uh, is that, you know, Baltimore is known like New Orleans to have like such a such a corrupted system of politics there. So um, I I think that her idealism was met with the reality that there is so much that she has to deal with in terms of the politics of that city. Definitely. That she's not an island. She won't stand alone. Um, So, you know, it was just it's really interesting to see Facebook is my uh, platform of social media. Every every week I I go to a different one. And today I'm going to focus on Facebook because uh, the the Facebook people and the Twitter people are not the same people. I'd say that's true, yes. Yeah, and so I, I I did focus on Twitter last time, and then people on Facebook was like, were like, well, I wouldn't, why don't you interact? And I'm looking at you know the comments and people from different sides saying you know different things, and it's really really disheartening sometimes because I think we lose our humanity um, in, in these issues is everybody has such a strong political stand now and everything is about politics. And, you know, if you are a liberal, you can't agree with anything that a conservative says. And I just think we, we lose our sense of humanity in that when we get so caught up with it. So I, I, my prayers are with Baltimore, all of the people, not just the ones who, um, I seem to think are more civilized than others. And I think it's really interesting when people were calling rioters thugs. And then we saw all that footage that Jon Stewart showed with all the rioters for all the, the athletic events. Okay, I get it. I mean, I understand <laughs> the point that he's trying to make. Mm-hmm. But it kind of bothers me that like they're making that direct comparison. Because when, you, okay, look, when you're riding over a social issue, uh, you don't know when that's going to end. So like, right. people go out there and they watch it for days and days and days. Like we were talking about the Kentucky basketball team fans writing because they won. That stuff's over in three hours. And it's not directed as, with anger. Yeah, it is. It's, not, a, it's, not, it's really. not anger, but negligence, but, but it's disrespect, not, but and it's the not, same. It's not directed the same way towards like 
you know, um, white people are keeping us down. I mean, it's not the same thing as like, well, Mississippi, Mississippi State has kept us down in basketball. For the last no, I years. know. And, and it, it ends. Three <laughs> and and I don't think that it's uh, I come from a, I come from Miami where we did riot um, mm-hmm. during certain um, and it was the same thing. A black man got shot in the back on a motorcycle driving away from the police. And Neville Johnson, who was a 19 year old, also an armed man that was murdered by the police. Um, I, I don't think that the rioting is white people are keeping us down. I think it's more the system. I think that there's at least an undertone of that. No, it's white people don't understand. And the man is trying to keep us down because I think that uh, I think that is where a lot of things get lost in translation. And we've become so racially constipated in this country. Mm-hmm. Everybody is so on edge when it comes to matters of race. But I don't think that these issues really have anything to do with race. I think they have to do with money. And I think it's the haves and the have-nots. I think for Baltimore, that is particularly true. Absolutely. They are in a terrible place financially for the last, you know, 30 years. Yes. It's gotten worse and worse and worse. Now, from my experiences in life, like, um, you know, I was here for like the Rodney King mm-hmm. riots, and I've also been here for a Laker riot. So I understand what the wow. difference is between, like, a sports riot and a, and a social justice uprising right oh you're saying don't trivialize it by making it equivalent to something that with some kids i I mean i get that that that's actually you know a very good point and i do i just think that you know i my my uh my greatest concern is that we're losing a sense of humanity and a, a sense of compassion for one another um you know people were calling those kids thugs and calling them low lives and animals and you know the police officers the, the reality is, is that there are thugs and low lives in every sector of every group, you know, and there are policemen that are low lives and that are thugs. For sure. And there are people in the communities, all communities, not just black communities that are thugs and low lives. And instead of focusing on those people, what we really need to focus on are the bigger issues that are causing these conditions where we produce so many thugs and low lives because the education system is bad and the parents are too busy trying to feed the kids that they're not at home to rear them there's some deeper underlying issues here that we need to address instead of focusing on the result of what happens when you don't take care of your own um i want to move on to that because i'll move on from that because i don't want to focus on that for a whole show because that is what everybody's been focusing on people the, the other issue which turned into a racial battle was the the mayweather Pacquiao fight yeah there's a lot of um frayed nerves over that one do you do you support the person who beats women exactly the religious zealot yeah (laughs) and and, you know it's funny because a lot of people were we had some debates on um somebody pulled up an article uh, showing that jim lampley had some domestic violence charges Mm -hmm. against him and they said oh and we forgot that and as a woman i would say you forgot all of them you also forgot chris brown you also forgot these men have moved on and mel gibson have continued with their lives and their careers and Floyd Mayweather is not there, the exception. He's just an addition to the group of men that you continue to allow to move forward in their careers and support, even still after they have beat women. It's just particularly hard to sit there and watch somebody make $100 million <laughs> in one day and then be like, yay, woman beater. <laughs> but you know what? They did it with, I mean, I'm sure Mel Gibson made. Uh, the Passion of the Christ made a billion dollars. I hope that it at least took 10 days. So it averaged out to $100 million a day. <laughs> but, I mean, this guy made $100 million for 
you know, 15 minutes worth of fighting because yeah. it, it wasn't even like a, a long fight. And, you know, I'm not a Mayweather fan. Neither am I a Manny Pacquiao fan. If I had a preference, I, I preferred Manny to win. But I, I'm not... I'm, I don't like boxing anymore. Like I'm a Muhammad Ali fan, you know. I'm, I used to enjoy Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. I don't want. I don't enjoy the boxing that it's now. I, I, and and not. And I won't dare get into this whole thing because on Facebook everybody was like, "Oh, Floyd Mayweather was dancing. He was avoiding." I'm like, isn't that what the objective is? Is try not to get hit and yeah, hit as much as you can. You don't want to be punched in the face. <laughs> Let's not get punched in the face. Yeah, so you can't get mad at him for it. But I, I'm certainly not upset with him because he's a black man that made $100 million. I'm upset with anyone who assaults a woman. And, and that will never change. I'm anti-domestic violence across the board. Yeah, whether I, you're... I grew up with like my dad beating my mom up all the time. So oh, yeah, me too. Like that, it's, it, it, it puts an anger inside of me it's one of the few things that i feel i can't control yeah is my anger towards like a man that would hit a woman absolutely i just don't and and that is where people were the, uh, this guy came on my facebook page and went off and was like you know if this was if he wasn't a black man you wouldn't say this this is the master and i said look you obviously don't know me. I I am a freedom fighter for the people, the underdog, and those that are underserved all over the world. I don't just keep it on Facebook. I am an advocate, and I and I stand on the front line. My son is a black a black son, and I fight for what's right all of the time. But when wrong, wrong is wrong, and whether you're a millionaire, a boxer, a rapper, a rabbi, when you abuse those that are helpless I, I don't support that so if that offends you then you can kiss my ass because Word. i'm never going to support that shit and i as a woman i have to stand for my fellow women because women are socialized to hate each other i say this all the time you see the women going running to floyd's defense do you have any evidence we didn't see any pictures you have a young child who called the police and said this man beat my mother what more do you need how dare you Learn to stand up for yourselves. So to wrap these two ideas together, talking about Baltimore. violence in Baltimore and like, um, you know, like domestic violence and like women. Um, what was your feelings on? Uh, did you see the video of the mother who came in and took her kid and beat out? her son? Oh, everybody loves to watch a black man get beat. You know that the, the funny thing is that I have jokes about that because mm-hmm. it is against the law to beat your children. Mm-hmm. But in that case, she was celebrated as you know mother of the year. And what I want to know is why was he out there in the first place? Because my son, because I am, and and I will not say that I'm a perfect mother because I'm flawed just like any other. My son would, would not go out there to riot because of his upbringing. He knows better. He knows that in order to, you know, if you're going to organize protests, there is a certain process and a certain way to do it, not only for you to be heard, but to so that you won't risk your life in a situation like that. We we got so caught up in that, and they, you know, she became a social media queen. Yeah, she got to go on like The View and Good all Morning these other America. Yeah. To, like, um, to really be a celebrity herself now. And and it's insulting to me. It's the same thing when they say on, on the show Empire, oh, Cookie, she defends her cubs. A mother is supposed to defend her cubs, just like a man is supposed to pay, pay child support. Why do you feel like you have wait, wait, to? Wait, 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 wait. 
A man's not supposed to pay child support. A man is supposed to make it work with his woman so they're like together and, and take they, care of their children. Yeah, so like we kind of cut a step out of there. No, no, but the reason why I say that is when when men pay child support, they're like, oh, he pays his child support. Chris Rock had a joke about that. That's what you, you're supposed to as do. A, you don't yeah, get yeah. you don't get props for doing what you're supposed to do. And I think See, it's I in, think what you get props for is being able to like make things work in your marriage and your relationship and be like, okay, great. Maybe you have to have separate bedrooms and you can't actually physically be with each other every night. But you, a, a kid, I think, needs like a, a woman's point of view on things, and, and I, I think he needs a man's point of view on well, things. Well, and I see, as a single mom, I'll tell you, sometimes that doesn't work. There are instances where there is abuse and a woman has to go, mm-hmm. but a father can still be a father to his child while he's getting help for his issues, mm-hmm. you know? And I, and I think that you know, I think it's offensive to people of color when people celebrate them for doing what they're supposed to do. And to say to a mom, you know, pat her on the back for going out there and beating her son. And it was a vicious beating. That was, she it jumped. Was upside the head. There's no doubt. Punching in the it, face. It could have been on his fanny. It would have done just as much mentally to him uh, as opposed to hitting him around his head and face. You know, I mean, what more could happen to him mentally than to be publicly humiliated, you know, worldwide? Because that went viral. Oh, yeah. And, and he was so uncomfortable sitting there yeah, next to her. It's emasculating. It's embarrassing. Yeah. And it makes him a target. You know what I mean? It makes him a target. So I, I, I just I people get mad at me because I don't agree with a lot of the stuff. But I just don't think it's cool, you know, to to beat on your kids and on national television. She could have taken them away and that beatdown could have taken place somewhere else but 100 true you know so we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we're coming back with my friend atheon crockett you saw him in the wedding ringer and uh he's been doing stand-up all over the place and he's gonna be here with me in the studio don't go anywhere Andy D, Auntie Radio V, bing bang bing boom right. Yeah. Andy D, Auntie Radio V, bubbity bibbity bubbity boo. Andy D, Auntie Radio V. The Andy Dick Show Wednesdays from four to six p.m. on T Radio V. Wow. But we'll do it. We'll do it better when we when the show actually starts. Yeah, no. I'm Zoe Williams, and I'm Dr. Mark Goulston. I'm Jeff Brown, and we make up the Zoe What Morning Show. You can find us here on tradiov.com every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I make you think. He makes you laugh, and if I get a chance, I'll help you change or make you cry with his attempts at humor. Radio in TV. Can you relate? We'll make it happen. Look at you. What you doing? Were you mumbling to yourself? He back there mumbling. To them. To them. What it do is your man Money B from Digital Underground asking everybody to check out the Going Way Back show. Your home for classic hip-hop. Raw and uncut. Join me. And me, DJ Always. As well as Ty Teasy bringing you the old school new news. Every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, right here. On T-Radio V. That's right. Radio MTV. Radio V. Radio in TV. Radio in TV.
Mayweather Ali. The little boy one? About Mayweather? Yeah. All right. Back. And Avion. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree with everything. <laughs> He was listening. I am hostile. Uh, no, you're not. The hostile guest. <laughs> I don't agree with nothing y'all said. <laughs> what it's do you all do? bull. <laughs> you said bull. You can say bullshit. Aidita, what's up, mommy? <laughs> you already know that. Uh, you're looking good, mommy. I'm telling you. Oh, gracias, papi. Gracias. You've been doing your workouts and things like that. It's whatever. I love it. You know he's close to the vest when he knows my name that they call me at home. <laughs> he called me Aidita. Uh, so we were talking about Baltimore, the the mama beat down, all right, and uh, Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather, all right, and you know you and I have these conversations all the time. Uh, yeah, yeah, but we on the phone. <laughs> this is the first time uh, other people are listening. I know. <laughs> um, listen here, man. First of all, I was in Baltimore during the during the protest. Mm-hmm. I was performing. I had six shows there. Uh, I was actually I had to go through the protest to get to my show. Let me say this. There were never at any point did I feel unsafe while I was there. And it's funny because I've been to Baltimore before and I did feel unsafe. And this is when nothing was going on. It's just (laughs) Baltimore just has that kind of climate. You know what I mean? Um, This time I saw families. I saw people with signs, peaceful signs, different races, Mm -hmm. you know, which is commendable because now we're sending a different message. It's not race. It's it's police practice. Right. It's police racism, if that makes any sense. Because, mm-hmm. again, there were some black cops in there, too, that were responsible for Freddie Gray's death. And I'm sure I've been harassed by black and white cops and Asian cops, Latino. Like, it doesn't matter. Right. Once they put on that blue, that's a new race. That's their new color. Right. And they are targeting black men. And we have to just say that. Right. right. So now what's happening is other races are seeing this as an injustice and they're joining in on the you know let's let's reform this let's protest this now let's say this some of those fires not all some of those fires were set by the cops right just so the news can report these thugs these black people don't know how to act and they're tearing down their neighborhoods i heard that yeah they were literally doing a that. cop actually posted something on facebook about how some of his co-workers were behaving unethically and they were as they were Causing this, inflaming the situation, causing the situation. To yeah, because it's a distraction. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a distraction to have Bruce Jenner on every TV network and the, every for a week you have this Bruce Jenner story going on while the Freddie Gray officers weren't even charged yet. So it's all a distraction. It's all a distraction to to have the president love the president, but he's on TV calling them thugs and and saying what they want him to say. And it's like, come on, dude, don't do that. Everybody's not a thug. Yeah. Don't don't do that. You somebody actually was like, do you call the people that participated in the Boston Tea Party um, thugs? Are they were they referred to as thugs because they were rioters as well, or the riots, or do you right? Do you could Americans have been you know protesting and we get angry. We're people. Why can't they be called citizens who are angry? Well, so citizens no, who are fed up. Well, what I do love about some most people, and I, and it wasn't racially driven, most people called it the Baltimore uprising. They didn't call it riots. And that was what trended. As much as many people tried to make it a riot, it wasn't. It was an uprising. Most of the news channels I was watching, from CNN to um, uh, MSNBC, the anchors all wanted to call them thugs. And they wanted everyone that they interviewed, whether it was councilmen or activists in the streets oh, of Baltimore, I saw that. I they saw wanted that. everyone to basically say, 
say that your people are wrong. Say that your people are thugs. Say it. I want you. I want to hear you say it. And they're like, wait, why are we diverting the attention? Yeah, I can say that this is wrong. Their actions and their reactions, their reactions to police killing us and getting away with it. Did you can we call that, that wrong? Fox, the Fox correspondent who revolted and was like, no, I'm not going to say that. That is not what's happening. I think somebody lost their job on Fox because he refused. He was there and I guess he got he felt it. He was like, I cannot with good conscience turn and say these people are all like animals like i'm not gonna do that and they were like well don't you mean that like they were cueing him like we trying to help you keep your job man and he it's was all like, produced he said no it's all produced <laughs> they're all reality shows though i think people yes. forget that the news is also a reality show they they reality show they win awards for those shows exactly you know so yeah there was that one um on cnn i forget the, the lady's name but she just was like Come on. She was talking to a councilman, a black councilman. I forget his name. But she was like, come on. They're thugs. Just call them. He's, and he just lost it. He said, no, just call them niggers. Oh, yeah. I just call that. them niggers. If that's what you want to do. Call them niggers. Because you're, now you're just being dismissive. Right. And, and of, of course, the, the overall point is everyone, you know, looting the stores and all that. No one's saying that that's right. Absolutely. But there's something that's causing this type of behavior. This, there's, there's something that caused these people to be in that environment anyway there's not you know the liquor stores and the drugs and the guns all that this is old news but the police officers have access to this stuff they sell these guns in 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 the communities they're on the payroll and they they shake down drug dealers jake and i talked about how corrupt that that uh baltimore is why aren't aren't the police being called thugs and gangsters we just said that we just talked about that a little while ago so the creator of the wire you know he he actually spoke out because he said you know this we i told you i told you this i've been was telling going you all on. this for seasons i've been telling you this was going on mm. i did a whole show about it he actually called for peace you know he was like god we this is not the way we're going to get what we need so i, I want to I want to, you know, I want peace and let's let's move forward. But and sometimes you got to throw a brick through the window of the oppressor to let them motherfuckers know that you're not going to take it no more. So, I don't I don't agree with all that peace shit. OK, I keep saying the first city that burns down a police station or a courthouse is going to really make a statement. I'm not saying that that's right. But what I'm saying is that's the statement you need to make. Don't burn down a CVS. Don't burn down a Target. Right. If you're, you're really right, because those things help communities. Like, yeah. A lot of police stations, they really don't. They're there to fuck you in any way that they possibly can. <laughs> this is and, my point. Yeah. Throw you in jail we for like all... no reason. Like uh, most of these cops are corrupt. And I'd rather be in a room with um, you know, drug dealers than with cops any day. And, and that's just the way I am. I'm a, I'm a fucking regular white dude that doesn't have shit to like be scared of. <laughs> and um, I feel safer around people who I know have some bad sides as opposed to people who pretend that they don't. Oh, I have exactly. a friend who was raped by a police officer. So I, I, you know, we have a very, and the other thing is that we were reading, cause you know, I'm pro girl and I'm always on this woman thing. The sex, um, the, the sex crimes against women committed by police officers has, has gone up. So, you know, and I, and I think it's unfortunate that we have to wait for it to take to happen to every group for everybody to say oh yeah that's a problem you know like the the police officers that killed that white autistic boy the parents called for help to help administer the medication they choked him to death he was like 14 years old the 19 year old white boy that was murdered in front of his mother at the front of their door by 
a bunch of cops. They just shot him. You know, and I read today that this started happening when um, they overturned a case. It was a Supreme Court case that said before the police could not fire when someone was leaving, right? But now they can because now their justification is that they would be a danger to society. So they, they do have the right to shoot and kill you even if you are running away. And that's where it needs to change in the legislation because oh that is how they keep getting away with it. This was overturned because it wasn't the law. Mm. Um, so what about Floyd? Let's go. Let's let's. You see, I see you. Hold on. Ready. First, we gotta we gotta talk about the the, the moms since we're talking about the riots. The oh, mom the mom the, the beat down. Everybody listen. likes to see a black man get his ass beat in public. Yeah, you know the news is gonna take that and flip it and make make it what they want. But I don't. I I agree with what she did. Because if you saw Omar with a hoodie on his on his head and he's out in the street and he's about to do something that could potentially get him killed, yeah. doesn't matter that he's an honor roll student or, or that he's a brainy he's a, he's a genius basically, right? It doesn't matter. He the, is. The cops see a black man in a black hoodie. They don't give a fuck about your degree. No, I, I completely agree with you. So I, she was like, I would get grab- your ass in the house. And I think the government has been too involved in how we discipline our children since the 70s. So now it's like, now, okay, even though it took this this event to, to now see this, now it's okay to whoop your child's ass if they're doing something wrong. Yeah, I, don't, I think that was, I think she handled it emotionally and the way that she felt, but I just don't believe in that. I think she could have taken her son, emasculating her son in front of the world. But is what if she you did. saw again, if you saw Omar in the middle of it, you're I gonna, do. You're I going will go to get react. You're not go, gonna be civil. I'm not gonna beat Omar. On, on but the, you're gonna at least snatch him by his I, collar. Absolutely, I would grab him and throw his ass in the car. Absolutely, it, it's gonna but be some aggression. Her, punching him in the face. She could have like you know hit him around like the butt or like the legs or something. Like, no, he's a grunt. Listen. And honestly, like, how old was he? Uh, he was I don't know, 18 or something. He's a teenager. He needs his ass whooped. He's lucky that um. That uh, oh, purple Jesus. He's lucky that um, uh, Adrian Peterson isn't his isn't his parent because like, he'd have gotten like whipped all over. You know? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> that comes from yeah. Just I, I don't I can't I can't give you that one. I we can agree to disagree on that. We'll agree I don't to disagree. Think, all I'll say and is I, she and, was in and the I moment. do have a I do understand. We gotta stop thinking that that beat down is the solution to our kids, because obviously it doesn't work. Because the police is beating them down, we're beating them down. We have to wait. See, I, we I are insulting our kids' intelligence. I yeah, a you're product. a product of both. No, no, no. I'm a product of physical discipline. Me too. Right. Me too. So what I'm saying is, I've seen the difference in the past two decades. Of of parents not being able to really physically discipline their kids because you saw crack you're seeing the the effects of crack babies these are the crack babies that grew They're up not all crack babies not all of them but what we're seeing is those are the effects of all of the drugs from the 80s no there's a whole either. generation Listen, we're yes. seeing the effects of the government telling us we can't raise our kids I'm not talking about the abuse but what I'm saying is this I'm with you on that we're 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 seeing the effects of now these spoiled kids now the solution is give them everything or give them you know coddle them make them your best friend and now we're seeing the effects of entitlement when you give a kid too much they don't know boundaries so that's what i feel like we're seeing the effects of is is spoiled children who are now saying whatever they want on the internet saying whatever they want in these rap songs Mm -hmm. and they're now they don't have anything to 
to fear or to revere. But I think it's it's a lack of parenting. It's not the lack of, of physical course. abuse. It's just you got the internet raising I'm not saying kids. Just the, the cable guy. There's a whole bunch of those kids. They're being raised by TV, the internet. They're on Instagram. They're at dinner. They're on their phones during dinner. They're not paying attention to the parents. The parents don't go to the schools. That's not what happened in my house. My daddy whooped my ass. Uh, my, and I, I mine him. too. Mine thank too. <laughs> Mine too. Thank you, Daddy. Because I would have been in them streets. We're going to come back. And when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, Obama plans to invade Texas, kidnap George Bush, and create a new kingdom of liberal darkness, is what I'm seeing on Facebook. That's what uh, Governor Greg Abbott is contending. But first, we'll we're going to talk about Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, we're going to talk about Floyd <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Edie Don, from The Real Talk Show. I want y'all to check me out every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Real life, real music, real sex, real everything. It's a real world. Check us out every Tuesday, The Real Talk Show, right here on T-Radio V, radio TV. Hi, I'm Holly, and this is Michael. We're on Love Life on T-Radio V every day. No! no. Every Tuesday. Tuesdays. Every day I try to get her to have a love life. But every Tuesday, where you can watch us and hear us, only one place. Only hear him, though. 5 p.m. Pacific time, T-Radio V. We're going to talk about love, relationships, sex. intimacy. There'll be some sex, but not... Between us. No, I don't have sex with him. Not often. You're single. We're going to share with you what to do if you just want booty calls or be in a relationship. Oh, you know you like booty calls. I do. What's it like to be in a relationship? We always say you have to be a strong me before you can be a great we. One place right here, Tuesdays, 5 p.m. Pacific, only on T Radio V, right? Yep. Cool. And it's uh, Mary Carey, of course, politically naughty with Mary Carey. I'm always naughty. I'm always politically. My behavior is always politically, politically no- naughty. I'm never politically correct. I'm Dr. Dr. Drew, hi. <laughs> oh, I'm so hey guys, how are you? It's all teary-eyed, doctor. I know. She wishes she could live at rehab. <laughs> but only if Dr. Drew's there. Obviously, sure. plus one, like... You know, there's a little too groping might be inappropriate, but I like the flirting. Well, and stuff. When I, when I, I walked in, know. you shoved my head in your No! <laughs> are you going to sue me? <laughs> Get Politically Naughty with Mary Carey, Mondays at 4 p.m. on T-Radio V. You are watching T-Radio V. Radio and TV. Before we talk about Obama kidnapping the governor of Texas, we're all very, we're shaking in our boots right now. Um, Atheon wanted to talk about Floyd Mayweather. The highest grossing film of all time. <laughs> Just tell us how you feel. <laughs> she was a movie. It was a movie. They got my money. <laughs> That's really all we need to say about that. 
Look, it was so bad that at the weigh-in, this is when I, I, I've been saying this on stage for like a month. I said, this amount of money attached to this fight is no way it's a straight up fight. There's no way. Right. Like no way possible that it's a straight up fight. It's written. So you think boxing is dead? It's 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 pretty it's pretty dead. And here's what I'll say: the up and coming fighters, there's still some sluggers out there that really go at it, but they're no names. No one knows who they are. But I'm a boxing fan, so I watch all the fights, the the smaller guys to the 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 bigger name guys, right? Right. But once they get into the money side of things and they they start really making money, then they don't have any control over it. They have to now, you know, give in to whoever's writing the check. And that's that's just what it is. But uh, yeah, this whole Mayweather thing. See, Mayweather is more concerned about having an undefeated record because he thinks that makes him the greatest to be undefeated. Right. But all the greats have have losses on their records, and right. they had slugfests. They really, really fought. Yeah, that's a very good point. I, I didn't, you know, I I didn't hear a lot of people say that. I think that's a really good point. Well, the the fact that he's always debated and his his. Legacy is always in question. Like, it's always in question. Yeah. Compare Tyson, Ali, Frazier, Foreman, Joe Lewis. There's never a debate about their their legacy. Or there's never a question about why they're being, you know, talked about in this conversation. There is always a question about Floyd Mayweather. And to me, there's a problem with that. And, and you know, again, I've seen, I, I'm, a, I'm a boxing fan, so I've, I've seen the way he picks his fights. He either picks guys who are young and inexperienced, like when he first fought Canelo, or they're older guys on their way out. It's the same tactic Sugar Ray Leonard did with uh, Marvin Hagler. He waited till the man was about to retire and said, all right, I'll fight you now. Why you didn't fight him in his prime when he was knocking people's heads off? Right. So that's my thing about Mayweather. But, yo, it was so bad at the weigh-in. Pacquiao looks at Mayweather and he says, thank you. And Floyd is standing there like, man, if you don't stay in character... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the oh. world is fucking watching right now if you don't stay in character i think i went to the um the press conference and it was just really interesting that that it does seem like a movie like the way that the characters that they chose manny did a a testimonial you it was know, all jesus all jesus and floyd never ever took the opposition it was his team like the guy who spoke right. on his behalf said he's the best nobody's gonna beat him you can guarantee he's gonna but at win. the weigh-in floyd decided to get in character mm-hmm. so at after manny says thank you they pull him aside and they're they're asking floyd what did manny say to you it sounded like he said thank you uh i, I don't know what he said um we're here to do our jobs and <laughs> the subtext was our jobs are to act like we're mad at each other and fight right but they look like friends and manny fucked up by saying thank you. Yeah, they so, look like friends. They did. So Manny was like, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, this is going to, to, this money will help my family and uh, the Philippines. <laughs> and uh, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to help a lot. I uh, think we're finally going to see the real Floyd Mayweather when he joins the WWF. Because he is going to be a pro wrestler next. That is that, what he said. He already he, is. He did it one time for like WrestleMania 24. Yeah. But he is going to go and make that his real job next. But he already is. He's already that guy who creates char- a character that everyone hates, and he makes money off of it. And he never really fights. And he has to know that people hate him for what he does. If you're rolling with Justin Bieber with you, like that is just designed to irk people. Listen, so? people say, you know, no one knows. They always say, uh, they quote his Uncle Roger and say, people don't know shit about boxing. Well, I know a lot about boxing, right? Okay. Manny Pacquiao, his key weapon is the straight left punch. 
he's annihilated all his opponents with it, right? His last fight, he knocked Chris Algieri down six times with this same punch. He only threw it three times in this match. Each time he threw it, he hit Mayweather. Square on the face. The, and the first time he had Mayweather against the ropes and did the little flurry thing was because he stunned him with the straight left. And then he, he stopped doing it. So if someone's paying you $95 million, will you will you reserve that straight left <laughs> to not uh, to, to stay in, in yeah, character? Yeah, it's a good idea to make sure that there's a rematch. Because who knows what you're going to get the second time, you know? If you can actually beat somebody, eh, maybe, and not make as much money next time, I think you uh, decide not to throw that punch. You know, they, and they started talking about the rematch today. So today, yeah, I heard. Floyd said, I, knew, I would fight him again. I could have wrote this, written this movie myself. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, when they met accidentally at the Heat game, Floyd had on a, a Filipino hoodie. All right, let's talk about something else. <laughs> um, I wanted to briefly talk about the Met Gala. But um, let's let's talk about you right now. Let's talk about you. What's oh, going on with you? Who am I? What's going on? No, you tell me what's going on. You you always have so many other uh, many things going on. First of all, I want to disp- oh, I want to clarify one thing. You started doing stand up. Mm-hmm. So can, can we let's talk about that? Because when people every time I talk to people and I'll I'll say something about you and they're like, oh, he's doing stand up now. I'm like, he's <laughs> did, he did stand up before us. Yeah. He did it before us. Yeah, this footage. There is footage. Yeah, I was on Def Comedy. He was on Jam. Def Comedy. Um, season five, I think. It was the best of. The last season that they did it in New York. Uh-huh. I was this young kid with pineapple dreadlocks. And um, yeah, Jamie Foxx hosted the show. Well, they edited it. Originally, Queen Latifah was on the show I, I was on. And then the way they edited me onto the one that Jamie um, presented. Um, but that year was an all star. Like everyone was there hosting a different show. Oh. Because Martin had gone on. Then they had Joe Torre doing it, and he didn't, he couldn't, it wasn't the, the same energy. Uh, then they had, I think, Adele Givens, Ricky Harris was alternating with Joe right, Torre the right, second right. after that. And then they did an all star season where Chris Rock, Chappelle, Cedric, it was a bunch of different people that, that hosted Jamie, Queen Latifah. Um, so yeah, that was a season that I was on. Um, and when I moved to LA, I stopped doing stand up. Okay. So I could pursue acting and build up my fan base and just really pursue that because I have more passion for acting. I didn't have a lot of passion for stand-up. But now mm-hmm. that I'm older, I'm, I, I know more things about yeah. life and the industry. I have way more to say than I did back then when I was doing stand-up. So now Apparently. with the fan base that I have, I can now go out there and people are actually showing up, buying tickets. I'm headlining when before I was just a feature. Right. I never headlined back in the day. So uh, now I'm headlining... The crowds have been amazing. The shows have been great. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just a different me. Mm, told you it was easier for men. Um, <laughs> anyway, so um, you did the the Wedding Ringer. You did some movies this year. That wasn't just the only one. You've been – because you were gone. You were in Canada. I I, oh, I did Pixels with Adam Sandler. Um, baggage Claim last year. Um but you know, my thing with movies is they they give me a lot of cameos. Like I did a Haunted House one and two. Wait, that wait a minute, hold on. Let's let, let's just do, uh, did a cameo. You were the best thing that was in the Haunted House. I mean, I wouldn't say that. I'd say Marlon Marlon did did his job. Well, you're being put. You're being a. You know, you know. He got some of the biggest laughs in the movie. But I'll okay. say this. You have one of the most memorable scenes of that movie. No, I definitely created a character. Yeah. Um, same thing with like soul men, dance flick. Like I, I create, I'm able to create characters that people remember, mm-hmm. and that's a gift. And I'm, I'm I want to capitalize on that gift to, to keep doing that. 
Right. Yeah, and and transition that even into dramatic acting. So you were gonna say something about the haunted house. Um, no, no, I was just saying that you know I, I I've I've been doing these movies where there's like I'm uh, scene stealing in a sense. Yeah, you are. So and now it's time for me to graduate to to do leading. Yeah. Your own Stop. movies. Exactly. The memes, though, the endless memes. The, and for every occasion, there the memes re they just come back. They re pop up with you in that haunted house. Oh, with uh Ray Ray saying, "I don't, I don't give a fuck." <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> everything. Even for the Mayweather, the Mayweather thing, I saw the memes for that, or the gifts. Is that what they they're called? They're they're educating memes, the, gifts, yeah, all they're, that. They're the moving pictures. Um, so what are you gonna focus on right now? What are you focusing on right now? Is it stand up and acting? Because with stand up, as you well know, mm-hmm. it gives us the freedom to not wait for Hollywood. Yep. You write your own story. It's you, a microphone, and your story. And a stage, and you have people that are willing to sit there and listen to you. Where are you performing next? Um, my next official show is is Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, nice. Uh, that's July 23rd. Um, I have another. It's an indie movie I'm shooting in between that, so that's why the, the gap is is a little far. But yeah, Jacksonville, Florida, Comedy Zone, which is where I started actually, not in Jacksonville, oh. but the Comedy Zone in Charlotte. Okay. Um, the original Comedy Zone. It was on Independence Boulevard. Now they have a new one downtown, but that's the stage I started on with the Comedy Zone. Oh, dope, dope. So dope. I'm back at the Comedy Zone actually in October, middle of October. So, um, yeah, but like I said, me and Justin Hires, we were in Baltimore for the during the protest. Oh, that's right. Justin is opening the, uh, for you. At the, the Comedy Factory. So uh, I saw you posted this meme. We were talking about the Met Gala because a lot of people mm-hmm. don't know what the Met Gala is. I like, don't even know what it is either. I just it, it's a... saw some outfits and I thought it would <laughs> be funny to repost. So it's a yearly event and they raise money for charity. And so it's themed. And this year the theme was China through the looking glass, which is why Rihanna had on the yellow. and She had on the omelet dress. Yeah, the omelet. Oh, my God. They made it a pizza. Beyonce had on uh, the outfit that um, Vanessa Bell Calloway had on in Coming Mm -hmm. to America, which you posted. Rihanna was. And um, some people got really upset. I guess J-Lo was uh, also, the nudity thing, the flesh dresses were in this season. And um, I honestly thought Kim Kardashian looked the best of all of them. Yeah, that's a dope dress. She looked, I think they both just look great. I think that that's what they do. I mean, she's not going to, you know, hit you with a, a formula to help you cure anything. She's not going to, you know, write an inspiring short story, but... She, when it comes to dressing up and her makeup being amazing, that's what she does. And you can't hate her for that. She was my number one. Um, Sarah Jessica Parker, I don't know. I, I was like, is she bringing back her character from Hocus Pocus? Okay, so traditionally the Met Gala is about headpieces. Is it really? It's okay, not, the so dress that we has know. nothing to do with like what the fashion is. Gotcha. It's what you can wear on your head and up. This year, like, so what? Uh, there's a, a backlash kind of against that, which is why they went towards like the nude dresses. If the dress shouldn't matter, then you should just have something see-through, and then it's, it really is about your headpiece. That's why you have like something like this Rihanna, like where it's about what's on her head, oh, as opposed to which like, is why she was on, number one. They they body. they voted her yeah. the number one. Okay, because I, I was no, I, I, saw, I, I didn't saw a even... meme of that picture right there, and it said. When Big Bird owed you money and you got to send a message to the rest of Sesame Street, <laughs> that's how you handle business. <laughs> oh, I love those. Those memes yeah. were fun. 
Um, yeah, I don't know nothing about Met Gala. I, I you know, uh, clearly it's out of my financial bracket. And um, no, I thought uh, was that Sarah Jessica Parker that we yeah. just seen? I thought a red velvet cake exploded on her head. And, um, <laughs> Look at the pizza thing. What I, yeah, I posted uh, that 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 made me holler when I saw it. Well, you know, what brought the Met Gala to the urban scene and what made it so popular was that elevator fight last year. Because that was, it yeah. took place after the Met Gala. And that's where the awareness to, like, the urban scene where people uh, became aware of what this And then Rihanna, was. it was, you know, her previous dresses, not the, yeah. the Big Bird one. Well, she's always the one of the best dressed people. She wore a tuxedo yeah. one year. And that, that's still on Vogue's number one outfit right. for the Met Gala. Right. But um I wanted I wanted to talk about these dresses because then I also uh, started seeing prom dresses for this year and those girls emulating these women. Um did you see the picture of the young girl who could who wouldn't they didn't allow her into her prom the 16-year-old girl because of the dress was so Can you pull up a picture? I think then? I just saw that but I thought I didn't think it was a real thing. No, she wasn't allowed into her prom. She was 16. But uh the dresses pull this up that year. Picture. Let me see. Oh God! <laughs> He's Let looking me see for sixteen-year-old provocativity. Looks like oh, it's a mess. The the dresses this year were horrific, um, and I mean horrific. Whore Not... with W. <laughs> with a W. They're moving too fast. Everybody wants to be grown. Can you find a picture? You know, it's funny. Everybody wants to be grown. And then when everybody gets grown, everybody wants to be young again. Yeah, they don't want to pay them bills. There's no middle. When the IRS get on your ass, you want to be young again. That was one. No, that wasn't That's her. not that bad. That was okay. She looks like um, Snow White in a way. She doesn't look young, though. I mean, they got, you know, all the protein and the Monsanto chickens. So. The, I mean, the, the hormones. What else? <laughs> He's looking. But, now, um, that dress right there, that's <laughs> that is not prom worthy. Look at that, that black. That's too sexy for prom right there. Get that off the screen. And you know what's funny? I had one of those dresses for prom with the, it had some of the like <laughs> nude patches. But my grandmother went and met with the seamstress and they put glitter. Like there was nothing you could see. It was like she, the look, look. Wait, yeah, that's yeah. a prom dress? Yeah. No, she need to get her ass whooped. No, no, no. We need the lady from the Baltimore uh, protest nah, 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 to stand nah. and yeah, be... I would whoop the shit out of my child. You, I would, I would drive you Look. to prom in the dress and whoop your ass in front of your classmates. <laughs> this one, yeah, it's it's uh, that's not a dress. That's a skirt and a bandeau. Yeah, it's too much. That looks like something Ariana Grande would wear. Yeah, it's just a little short, but I, I, you know, it's not too bad. That's Wonder Woman. Yeah, I, I just, where, where do you draw the line? Like, I, I think my daughter yeah. would never think As about. As a parent, you draw the line. You, you got to tell your daughter, you know what? You better go spend another little bit of money on some fabric. Fabric? No. No. Yeah, what the hell is that? Straight she looks like Mama D. Yeah, that's not straight happening. from the eight. That's too much. Like a man. That's too much, and I just think that we uh, we got to be a little bit more. Parents got that. The, the parents have to stop trying to be their kids' friends. Exactly. You have to be parents, and that's. Yeah, yeah. Some of them need ass. You got plenty of time to oh, do that. What else? So what what else were we talking about today? With the thing is that Apion and I have these conversations that if we talked about 
publicly, we probably get blackballed. Who said so, that? No, I don't know what you're talking about. I think we should look at one of his videos. Allegedly, we have we have uh, we're gonna pull up some footage. <laughs> the hell are you talking about? I don't I can't I I don't have to be scripted with him. Are you pulling it up now, Jake? How appropriate that we have a white man running the show named Jake. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what that means, man. But, Jake, is, um, Jake is a term, a slang term for cop. Is it really? Yeah. I, I, had, I had never heard that. You never heard that? No. Yeah. No one had ever told me that before. Hey, yo, the Jakes is on the way, yo. The, the Jakes is around the corner. You know, Watch uh, out for the Jakes. I don't like that, but I kind of like it. It's kind of cool, right? It's yeah. kind of badass. You got to own kinda. it. All right, let's play one of your videos, man. I think it came from Jake and the Fat Man. That's what the... Uh, Understand me. I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. I didn't really plan that. Do you understand that? No, I talk it, it, I live it, frog it, rip it. Rip it. I ain't paying English. Didn't get a hold of A B C D E L G A IJK Elemental P Q R Elemental. I can't even count the ten. So tell a friend to not tell a friend to don't tell a friend that my mouth is in the same skin as Uncle Ben. Stop stressing me about nonsense. What the hell is nonsense? What the big old sensation? Yeah. Scream for my education. I try to say it. 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 Stressing me about nonsense. What the hell is nonsense? What the hell? That is awesome. So listen, these are all produced by you. You do this. You're self-made. Like people, that's our little thing that we're like hashtag self-made. We create our own vehicles. I want people to know what it takes to do quality videos because I hate raggedy whack sketch. Unfortunately, that's what's winning right now because it's so because anyone can do it and anyone on Vine or YouTube, anyone that has a phone can just put up bullshit and get a TV show. Yeah, they do. Because they got millions of followers and, you know, it's just, you know, I, I, I take my hats off to the ones who are, who put time into being yeah. creative, like the the batches of the world that actually have some production value in a six second video. That's that's very hard to do. But Andrew, there's a right? lot, uh, yeah. Bot- yeah, there's a lot of copycats oh, yeah. that just want to. If I see one more girl, black girl doing this on Vine and getting hits, that is the worst thing. And this, you know, I'm, I keep, I, I don't bite my tongue. Then they're like, oh, I'm going to go do stand up. Who wants to watch? Do you understand that it takes an, a comedian years to build an hour of solid stand up? Here's why I don't trip on any of it. Because the cream always rises to the top. Absolutely. If you have no foundation, you could build the biggest house on the block. It's shiny. It's got eight garages and all that. The minute a wind rolls through that block, that house is going to crumble. Yep. That's a good analogy. They don't have any foundation. They don't know Monty Python, Benny Hill, yes, George Carlin, Richard Pryor. Early Eddie Murphy from stand-up days and SNL days when he was just raw and some of them sketches was coming off the top on a show that now uses cue cards to get the jokes off. Right. They don't they don't study this stuff. You know what right. I mean? They don't study Seinfeld and Larry David. They don't know who Larry Charles is. Right. Lenny Bruce. Lenny Bruce, right. So it's like they don't have foundation that helps them create something solid to stand on. Right. And that's what stand-up is. I mean, it's all foundation-based, a premise that builds a joke that where you get 
You know, there I watched somebody the other day and all they had was tags. Like they did a joke and then they did tags and the tags would it was like endless. And right. then so maybe three jokes during one set with an abundance of tags where the audience was exhausted because it was like, all right, we're over that on to the next. Mm-hmm. And I realized that it was someone that came from the internet. So they were hashtagging in person. Pretty much. That's what it was. It was the hashtags. And I was like, this is an art. We're like the blue collar workers. We have no union and we have no protection, but we work so hard. Like it takes so long. I have an hour now. It took me five years to write that hour. And you even said to me the other day, you were like, oh, I I find I see your I see I see the turn. It took a long time. It's not something you just jump up on a stage and just do. Yeah. But I don't want I want you to explain or give a brief description of what goes into doing one of those videos, Apion, because that All was the parody videos? Oh my gosh, that was like you didn't you your that was prosthetics? Yeah, just dark makeup. Dark makeup. But yeah. you've used prosthetics before. Right? Uh only for when I did Rick Ross. Yes. And then okay. I have a adult makeup artist, Quelly Calderon. Mm-hmm. Um She's done. She did my TV show. She's she's made me look like Manny Pacquiao, mm-hmm. Tiger Woods, Obama. Just we've done it all. Um, and sometimes I do my own makeup. Okay. So like for that video, I did my own. I just oh, you painted did? some dark makeup on myself and put a wig on, and then I became two chains. But for me, it becomes it starts with the concept. The concept mm-hmm. has to be clever and funny. Right. You know. And for me, it was like um, how much time we got? Two minutes. You all right. Time. So for me, it was like I don't understand everything two chain says. I understand it, but I don't understand it. You know Me what I mean? Too. Like I, I, I'm street savvy. I get the slang, but if you're really listening to it, it's like, what is he talking about? Why is he talking about his belt? Just <laughs> like Iggy Azalea, I have no idea what she's. Oh, saying. I don't. She doesn't count. I don't even know what she is. Um. Anyway, <laughs> Two Chains is very entertaining. I give him the credit for that. But you mm-hmm. know, I come from the MC part of rapping. You right, know, right, right. Of hip hop. So when I listen to his stuff, it's like, wait, he's not really enunciating. So anyway, I, I say all that to say, let me take a clever jab at him and say, you know, I know that he's educated. He has like, he's like a brilliant, yeah, like, a degree. he graduated with honors or some, yeah, he, he, he has an education and he chose this character to play. Right. right. So I, that's why I did it in a classroom with kids to say like, you, you rap like a five-year-old, but mm-hmm. you actually have an education. Yep. So there's an irony behind everything that I do. And there's a, there's a. There's layers uh, to the joke. Yeah, it it is. And then I go and produce the beat to sound like something he would rap over. And then I write it in his cadence. And then I just pick a bunch of random things, but still make them make sense. Like the first verse is, folk don't understand me. I don't understand that. I didn't really plan that. Do you understand that? I talk it. I live it. Frog it. Rib it. So just in the first part, you understand everything I'm talking about. Folks don't understand him. He doesn't understand why. He didn't plan it. But do you understand the first three bar, the first three lines of what he just said because of his dialect? Folk don't understand me. I don't understand that. I didn't really plan that. Do you understand that? So there's there's layers to it. What's your favorite character? You know mine, but what's yours? Sometimes it's Russell. Sometimes it's Chris Rock, and other times it's Jay Z. Like when I did the the motherfucking kid that song, it was me writing in Jay's perspective of people are talking about his unborn child before Blue Ivy was born on the internet, just tearing her down. Like, oh, this is gonna be an ugly baby, or that's gonna be this, that's gonna be that. How do you talk about somebody's seed? So I wrote it from his perspective. What type of society we live where father can't have a fucking kid? 
without the wolves and the vultures, praying on my seed like a man eating culture supposed to. Baby wasn't born yet. Y'all talking crazy shit. Who's she gonna look like? Will she have Jay-Z lips? <laughs> Will she look like the two humped animal carrying Arabians across all them sand dunes? Is she gonna be a singer like B? What's her motherfucking name gonna be? Is she already signed to Rock Nation? Is she gonna be a baby Freemason? <laughs> Is Memph Bleak gonna be her babysitter? Hey! Just born, but still one hit away. <laughs> no, he's Blue not. Ivy, bloodline royalty. Don't be talking about my fucking kids. You annoy me. Jay-Z! All right, we're going to come back. and uh, We're done? We're done. Are we really? That was the last segment? It's five to five. Oh, shit. Do I need to do my I'll say it for you now? I just got to come back. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, okay, so. Sorry. I just said a bad word. Um, yeah, you got to come back. I too, uh, too far out, so. It's okay. So. Uh, my, uh, I'll say it for you. Um, I've been thinking a lot about this one. The way you treat other people is such a reflection of who you are. When Mary says something about Jane, it says more about Mary than it says about Jane. We've become a society of people that prey on others. We treat people that we think that are, that they're beneath us, like they're beneath us, but we never know when, where someone's going to land. I know uh, a waitress that is now a development a former waitress that it's a, that is a development executive. And I know um, a former homeless man that is a multimillionaire. And he's still rolling with those people that were kind to him. And I'm not saying that you should be nice to people just because of what you think they can do for you. You should be kind to people because of what it does for yourself. Stop treating other people like they're beneath you. You get on social media, you're mean. It is so, I say this over and over again. Aesop, thank you for saying this. It's so easy to be brave from a distance. Stop trolling on uh, and preying on one another, not just online, but in real life. We have become uncivil we lack humanity and we treat each other like less than we are so connected to machines that we don't realize that there are human beings around us stop being mean to other people it's trendy it's not cool and one day i guarantee you you will regret it my name is ida rodriguez and i'll say it for you i will be at tommy t's in rancho cordova may 14th through the 17th get your tickets now Thank you for tuning in to Truth Serum with my friend, Atheon Crockett. He's really my friend in real life. I know people say that shit, but he's like for real. And um, make sure you go see him and go support his films and go see him. He's tweeting right now. But uh, look at the camera, Atheon. Say Which bye one? to the people. Hey, guys. Bye, guys. And bye, Jake. Say bye, Jake. Bye, everybody. Catch you next week. <laughs> All right, serious business Okay, here. ready, guys? Serious ready? business. Radio voice, everybody. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Let's just play. We should put music on and just dance for a minute. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I have to stop and say one thing. I have to say two words. Hey, 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 hey. So join us and the rest of the T-Radio V. Ready? Are we on? Give me some music. Watch this. Ready? Wait, are we rolling? No. Oh, is this real? Like, I was just totally is it kidding. Oh, let's start again. Start again. Say, say that. Okay, start again. Keep going.
could do real jazz. 